live from an undisclosed location in a basement somewhere in New York City. It's the Shredhead Podcast with your host, Oroku Saki, a.k.a. We are back in this ghetto-ass motherfucking planet called Earth. I, of course, am Oroku Saki, a.k.a. The Shredder. And with me, of course, my main brain, Krang. What's up? What's up? What's up? Go ahead, boy. Get your shit off. And welcome to my parlor, said the spider to you ghetto-ass flies. It is the Shredhead Podcast Season 2. Oh boy, oh boy. Have I been putting this off. (laughs) For real, man. Krang, you know. Uh, so, you know, just just to jump this off, no, no gilding of the lily and BSing around, where has the Shredder been? Uh, where haven't I been, actually? Um, hold on. You know, uh, when we first took our vacation, uh, and by our, I mean the show, and by the show, I mean Krang and myself... And our friends and families, uh, we we decided to take a break from Earth in general, and uh, went to Dimension X. You know, um, it's a really up and coming area, uh, and and Krang, as you may well know, if you haven't heard of the show before, um, Krang is now the he's now uh rebranded himself the mayor of dimension x and so um being you know one who used to rule with an iron fist and then seeing the air of his ways um was able to just make that adjustment on the fly and now uh he's the benevolent ruler of uh, a newly newly minted uh, democracy uh, known as Dimension X. And uh, it is utterly and totally beautiful there. Um, You know, and and this isn't an ad, you know, uh, not that my friend would have to pay me to uh, stir up some tourism there in Dimension X, but... Uh, definitely if, well, right now, no, stay your, stay your dirty ass right here on this ghetto ass planet. Um, yeah, and you know, half of y'all ain't got no passport, no way, and that's, that's not me Twitter shaming you, uh, about not having a passport, but, um, it's pretty sticky with how it works, so, you know. We have enough to worry about here uh, with what's been going on since the the, the season uh, season one ended and season two is beginning right now, uh, four minutes in to the show. 
All right. Um, I thought maybe uh, I would do a quick refresher uh, for those who haven't listened in a long time or for those listening for the first time uh, exactly what the Shredhead podcast is in just a quick uh, rundown of how we got here. Okay, uh, first of all, I am Oroku Saki, a.k.a. the Shredder uh, of, um, you know, former infamy, if you will. Uh, I make no bones about who I was and what I did. Um, I waged war on the, sit- on the city of New York. Um, I was basically the leader of, for lack of a better term, the Yakuza. Uh... <laughs> Uh, as as the Foot Clan being a, a Japanese mafia, um, you know, but with actual ninjas, um, I did some very very unsavory things in my life, and uh, you know, at, at some point, at one point or another, I realized the error of my ways. Much like Krang, uh, I think we both kind of. Krang, you'll maybe agree we, we we both came to the realization around the same time that what we were doing was pretty toxic uh, and that we needed to change. Uh, Shred, uh, Krang was able to... I was going to say Shredder. Krang was able to, uh, you know, get his... Uh, get his therapy, how he was able to do it, and, um, you know, was able to just kind of changed the way things were going in his home of Dimension X. Uh, and he really only felt that he had to answer for crimes there, uh, while I personally had to take account accountability, I should say, for the things that I had done right here in New York uh, and Japan and other places that I've been because uh, I was really endangering youth. You know, and when I think back on the things that I uh, kind of commissioned younger people to do and the things that I could have been uh, teaching them, I I felt ashamed. Um, and, 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 and this wasn't, you know, a thing where somebody had to, uh, quote unquote, cancel me or bring up old this you tweets this was something that i was just able to kind of and not to toot my own horn i mean i was i was i was a piece of shit i was trash um and so you don't get you don't you you should not get a a bad um sorry a a a trophy when you realize that you are trash and then you want to change it you uh you know credit where it's due but whatever man i say all that to say i went and uh voluntarily served my time on uh, maximum security well there's there will never be enough security uh in a prison uh, when it comes to uh, oroko saki so i could do the time on my head but really it was more of a, a uh it was more of a, a symbol for me to go ahead and and sit and think and uh, be accountable to the things that I had done in my past. And so here we are, a long explanation later. Uh, this podcast is basic, 
basically the only thing that I'm allowed to do um, within the confines of the law. Uh, I am not able, I'm not allowed by law to, you know, coach a basketball team or, uh, you know, be a, a, a den mother for a, 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 I can't have Boy Scouts or anything like that because of my former record. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's a good thing. Uh, and, and, and I know that makes me sound terrible because that's the same kind of thing that happens with, you know, you know, but, um, that is not the case. Not to say that my situation was any better as I had, you know, teenage boys fighting against four mutated freaks. Well, turtles, because uh, also I have since patched things up with, uh, of course, you may know me, um, from my show against the turtles, um, you know, uh, Oroku Saki Chronicles, Chronicles of Saki, uh, you know, um, I was at odds with a man, Hamato Yoshi, his rat, his rat's turtles, a big, big, thing. I mean, come on, you know, you, you know the story, uh, you, you bought the bed sheets. You bought the toys, you you know everything about it. You know why you're here, but um and that's not a flex. That that is not me flexing. I just want to uh also acknowledge it. Crang, Crang, shut up, man. Shut up, Crang. No, real chill out, chill out. Um I started this uh as a way for me to kind of tell my story of of um, redemption but also account again accountability is huge with me um you know i i did some things that people would deem pretty evil uh and at the time i felt like those things were necessary and looking back you can retroactively be wrong um while still understanding why you did what you did Anyway, I say all that to say, that is the basic premise of the show. Uh, all I can do pretty much is pod, kick it uh, with my man Krang here, uh, and uh, watch basketball games. And so, speaking of basketball games, the National BA is almost back. Uh, we've got about three weeks. Three weeks. Mm. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Uh, we've seen the NBA bubble. If anyone has seen the pictures of the food from the NBA bubble, uh, wild baby. And I don't, I don't think that's necessarily an NBA thing. I don't think that's their fault. But uh, there, what were they? The yacht. The yacht club there at Disney. Um, don't let the name Disney gas you up and make you think that something is supposed to be luxurious because it's got some mouse ears on it. Homie showed us a, a, a watermelon cup with four chunks of watermelon uh, and, um, you know, <laughs> I bet you, I bet you 
Dollars to donuts. My nigga LeBron does not have the same people making his food. I, I guarantee you that, man. Uh, man puts about a million dollars into his body every day, like literally shredding dollars, putting them in a syringe, and uh, that's a that's a South Park reference. If you don't get it, it's it's kind of a deep cut. Uh, check it out. It's a really tasteless Magic Johnson joke, but it is funny. It is really funny. Uh, but yeah, um, the, the NBA bubble, it's wildly interesting. Like, I think this is the absolute best that anybody can do as far as, you know, being, like, proactive testing, uh... Just trying to stay on top of things and securing, excuse me, securing uh, and monitoring things like people coming and going, uh, which is going to be very interesting to see if, uh, how, how there will be jump-offs. Do the kids still say jump-offs? Little side chicks, side, side chicks, that's what they say. Uh, or uh, if you're in Toronto, reigning NBA championship city, uh, a ting, if you will. Uh, yes, how would they sneak in the tings? I feel like I'm getting a lot of feedback here, sorry. Pardon my plosives. It's irritating uh, for the listener. Uh, yeah, but we got that with... with, with you know, usually I like to complain about the Knickerbockers. Knickerbockers. Yeesh. I'm black. I can say nigga. It's fine. But, you know, just in case you, you didn't know, I am a black man. Uh, it's right there on the picture when you downloaded this podcast. That's my fro, my natural. That is me. I know. Um, my mostly, you know, there's more mention of my Japanese heritage, but come on, man, I'm, I'm a nigga, baby. Not a nigga, baby, but like, I'm a nigga, comma, baby, like your baby. It's, I don't have time to teach you about, uh, interjections. Ah! I don't, I don't have time to teach you about different parts of the English language. Whatever, man. You know what I'm saying. I'm rusty, pardon me. And yes, th that does leave open the door for a joke about the shredder being rusty and, you know, me being clad in metal and all that. Aha. Uh -huh. You're clever. I'm, I'm, I'm better at it, though, because I did it faster than you did, I'm sure. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, but, I mean, I, I, I just want us to be responsible here as a society. So, for the idea of a second bubble of having teams who did not quite make it to, uh, you know, didn't make it to the, the, the playoff, whatever, however they're going to do the system, I'm not. I'm so burned out, man. I am just... I was almost rejuvenated 
And then I came back to this ghetto-ass planet. And uh, I'm just fried, baby. Because, uh, you know, but I don't want to go back to Dimension X. As beautiful as it is, you know, um, I, I've got to get back to some semblance of normalcy. And uh, the chicks there are weird. Not weird, but alien-like. You know, it, 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 they're humanoid, but not quite human, uh, intelligent, but it's weird, man. If you saw it, you would understand. It would be like dating like a cute fish girl or something like it's, it's weird. You, you, you think that you could push past it like it's people, you know, who are into furries you know, that sort of thing, and we're going to get back to the NBA in a second, but uh, it, it, it's like, you know, dudes who see uh, the, the, the Rouge the Bat from uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, she's a bat, but she's got, like, shaved titties, it's really weird, Google, Google Rouge the Bat, and uh, the levels of horny that they try to rope you in with um, or that a lot of people just genuinely feel for the character. It's, there are a lot of chicks like that in Dimension X. For somebody that may be like paradise, for me, it was, it was weird. Um, but whatever, I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum or shame anybody's kink, baby, long as you, uh, long as they're of age and they consent. You know, uh, yikes, we still have to have that talk. Uh, anyway, um, let's see here, what do we got, what do we got? Uh, second bubble, I keep trying to talk about it. Uh, don't, uh, that's the long and short of it, don't, don't do it, man. Um, we've, we've, we've too far to go to be trying to force, um, trying to force sports to happen. My man, Sean Doolittle, said it best the other day uh, that sports are like a reward for a functioning society. And God damn... Shred's kiss, man. You nailed that shit, Doolittle. You nailed it. Um, Yeah, man, like... <laughs> Nobody wants sports to come back more than, than your boy. Like I said, it's all I can do. Um, but amid the, uh, you know, many, many crises that seem to happen every month. And, and by happen, I, I don't mean happen and then, like, go away. It's like it just happens and the shit just sticks around. And we're just trying to uh, just push past that shit, man. Like, nah, you know, don't deal with your shit and uh and then move on to the next thing um you don't you know when you're a child you know and, and if you've been raised if you are a child who has been raised you know that you don't just say i i don't want to clean my room i want to go outside and you know whatever I want to go outside and scratch my ass. Whatever the fuck. You know, you don't get to just do that with a parent. 
that says, no, you do the responsible stuff first. Then you can go and do the fun stuff. We have not dealt with anything. We're trying to send people back to school, back to work, and that. those are all uh, noble endeavors. But we, as a society, can't get five-year-olds to not cough in each other's mouths, let alone, you know, get these hillbillies to put a mask on. Uh, it's a lot, man, and we are not, we are not at the point where we're ready for a reward. Uh, I don't deserve yet to watch the Knickerbockers, Knickerbockers lose in a, a, a second bubble, uh, whatever, like NIT kind of tournament there. Uh, we, we, we're not there yet. We don't deserve it. And um, we've got so much more work to do. And after this break, we've got so much more work left ahead of us. Uh, we'll be right back. Hiya puddins, it's your girl Holly Quinn, a.k.a. Dr. Harleen Quinzel, here to tell you all about it. it's like a podcast or whatever. We talk about nerd stuff and life stuff, and if you want to know what we're about, check out the Powie Awards, our 100th episode Q and Slay, or Theater from Our Bugs. Have a good day, puddins, and love, trust, and belief. All right, you jerks, we're back. I'm sorry. I don't really mean you're jerks. Some of you are jerks, but um, you know, I was, I was just, I, I was just fucking with you. <laughs> All right. Ah, uh, let's see. What is everyone talking about ad nauseum right now? Ah, yes, my friend, my personal friend, Will Smith, and his wife. Jada Pinkett Smith at the red table. Uh, this year, wild, bro. First of all, let me uh, just speak to my own friendship, personal relationship with one Mr. Will Smith um, as a youngster. And he was one of the few, you know, again, we're talking about owning our crap. And our pasts, uh, Will was one of the few young men that I came into contact with that I was not trying to have don a ninja costume, uh, and, and my emblem, my insignia upon his brow, um, I knew very early that Will was a special young man, even if he were troubled, uh, you know, caught him doing some graffiti sometimes, or getting into fights on the basketball court, or even when he would play organized ball, just, and, and not to say that he wasn't great, he was amazing on the court, but you know, he was still woofing at the crowd and kissing cheerleaders, just, Getting in his hot dogging and grandstanding, it 
you know, but that's the kid, that's the kind of kid Will was, you know. And uh, when, when I met him, uh, you know, we didn't exactly see eye to eye. Uh, again, you know, he was just kind of a troubled kid, but, you know, whatever. I was a jerk. I was a crime lord. Okay? So, who the hell was I to judge this poor kid from Philly? Who may, not, may or may not have been poor. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but, when we... One of the things that I, I just loved about Will... Uh, was his honesty, and, um, you know, he was talking about, you know, just being this, as far as him being this young rapper where street cred is so uh, ridiculously important in the industry, uh, and guys just making up things, and, you know, all the drugs they sold, and the people they shot, and the women they fornicated with, uh, will... Will was a very young, honest young man. He would, um, you know, he would tell me stories of how he had gotten into fights in the ghettos of Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, he said, the guy punched me in the eye. And I said, so what did you do? You know, fully expecting him to say something gangsta. To which he replied, I held my eye. And uh, that that was the the moment I uh, I just love this kid. So I knew that he had to stay as I should have known for all of them. Uh, but you know when you're when when you've got the blinders on, baby, you're trying to build an empire. Kind of don't care who you uh, who you hurt. And not to make this about me again, we're talking about Will Smith. He was that special to where I was able to see, like, yo, this is the guy. And, uh, you know, um, I will not say that I funded anything for him to, like, go to Hollywood. Or I didn't pay for, like, his 8x10s or anything like that. Like, he, it was all his own talent. It was all will. And, um... I was also there when he was supposed to take a trip with his father, and uh, the trip kind of fell through, and Will was just kind of, he was really just down on himself because of the mistakes that his father was making in regards to uh, building a relationship with Will, and, you know, I, I, I wanted Will at that point in time to know that that was no fault of his own, but... I really did not have the words, you know, uh, and so off he went to uh, Hollywood and uh, NBC. Well, you know, he had his rap career first, and then all of the events uh, of the Fresh Prince. So, well, I won't say all, but a lot of them have root in what really happened in his life and another person's life. Every, everything on television, listen, everything on television is someone else's experience or embellishment of that person's experience. And, um, you know, that was one of them. Anyway, uh, on to the red table. And, um, it, first of all, this shit is messy. It's super messy, bro. 
Um, no judgment, but it's mad messy. I'm not going to give you the whole thing about August Alsina uh, and a, you know, past involvement with, with Jada Pinkett and any rumors or anything that was confirmed. I'm not going to do that. Short, long and short of it, uh, Will and Jada were having some problems. This kid, August, came and was hanging with them to get better. I guess he was sick. From what I understand, he was sick. Uh, which makes this even more gross. That he was he, he was sick and he got better. And Jada Pinkett, at some point, decided that she wanted to have sex with this young man. Or, uh, as she put it, an entanglement. Ooh. Pardon those plosives. Um, you know, it was an entanglement. She was really trying to minimize a lot of things. And that's the whole thing. We talk about accountability again. There's that magic word. If this were Pee-wee's Playhouse, everybody would be screaming. But uh, you can just tell from the body language of both. Uh, Jada was trying to take accountability for the things but also minimize them, you know, which is a tendency. It's a human thing to do. You, you, you can own up to the things that you've done and still not want to look like a total heel, right? And sometimes it is good enough for people to admit to wrong and then not want to also bury themselves, which you should not. You should not do that. That's the other thing. If you have to apologize to somebody, and, and listen, this is just real shit here. Uh, if you ever have to apologize to someone, you know, do it honestly, wholeheartedly, but then not... Jeez. But don't beat yourself up and make it... Make the apology about you. You know what I mean? I made you feel a certain way. I, for that, I am deeply, uh, I'm deeply apologetic. Not, I'm a piece of shit. I'm a terrible person. Oh, me, oh my. I sh that just, no, that is gross. And I know what you think you're doing with that, but it's not healthy. And, It, it, it doesn't work. You know what I mean? You you make it about yourself, and then the other person can see through that, too. Which then makes another can of worms. Just don't do it. You know? Just don't. That's one way to apologize. That is therapy, Shredder. Alright? That is not the Shredder of old, I'll tell you that much. Uh, anyway, with this interview... Uh, Will seemed to be in the driver's seat a lot, you know, as he was, as he should be. I'm sure that he's a producer or something with the red table. He, I'm sure this is, you know, not to say that Jada, again, can't do this on her own. I'm just saying that she isn't. Like, there's no way that she is the fucking business partners. Why would she? Listen, if I could have Will Smith produce this show, which she Maybe I should. And I, and I don't mean uh, uh, Krang's producing job. Krang is irreplaceable. Utterly and totally irreplaceable. But, you know, if Will wants to 
slap his name on it and, and shop it to some other people. Hey, Krang, let's get paid, you know? But, uh, yeah, man, um, they're in this together. So, you know, which, which drives a lot of people to think that this is all a work, that their whole fabled open marriage is kind of like, you know, just a unique selling point for, you know, just, just a marketing ploy, which it could be, fuck it, um, if life has given you lemons and you decide to make lemonade, I'm not going to give you shit about it. Um, yeah. It, yeah, but she seemed to be on her heels, but not defensive. It was kind of ill, actually. A lot of people were mad at it. And a lot of people... But people, you know, you've got nothing else to do right now, so you just invest way too much into the lives of other people. Uh... It's weird, but fuck it. You know, they're weird. These are weird times. I'm swearing a lot more than I normally do. I'm, I'm just like, a, I'm, I'm cooked. Um, entanglement. That is hilarious. People are going to be saying entanglement forever. I, I, that is one of the other things I do like that, um, just as a society, we're able to kind of take a step back from from everything and just enjoy shit shows like this. Um, and and thank you to Will and Jada. Also, um, the "I'm going to get you back" line. He totally got that from me. That is that is definitely something I would say. Um, but he. You know, but Will does it with a smile on his face. He's not joking. All right. I taught him that. Um, anyway, uh, I'm going to get you back. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Uh, we'll see what happens. I would be hitting up Nia Long. Fuck it, you know. Uh, but what I want people to take away from this, for so long, so many years, everybody just thought, you know, Will and Jada was like the ultimate relationship goal or whatever. Bro, it's really about whatever you and your lover, lover, what? Nigga said lover, hell no. It's about what you and your partner, you and your, 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 your lady or your man or whatever, your binary, your non-binary pal, whatever you decide. Uh, it's up to y'all, man. You'll make it work. You do what works for you. And stop putting these celebrities out here who are 100% used to just performing at all times. Like, they could have both just cried in that interview if they wanted to because they're trained thespians who can cry at the drop of a hat. And if they cried, a ton of you niggas would have bought it. Uh, so, shout out to them for not yucking it up but will did actually look hurt like he you know you can see it in his face he was making the pursuit of happiness face it sucks man it sucks well not the movie the movie is good but it, it just sucks that he had the pursuit of happiness face on uh you know what i'm talking about anyway um yeah man stop thinking these guys have have, have it all together uh they're putting their lives on display or the the parts of their lives 
that they want to display and that's not that's not limited to acting that is any and everybody on the gram doing it for the gram you see somebody on a private plane ain't no private planes flying right now baby nah not for no regular degular ass niggas you know you ain't listen you can your ass can be as big as it can get um you ain't flying in a private plane right now and if you are then fuck it you know do you but uh by and large all these people that you think you know are doing it big are not and that's cool too man that's cool too speaking of putting your business out there uh, a couple of people asked me about um the the lady i was dating a while back and uh, i say was because we're not anymore vivian uh vivian dead y'all she gone jump in a casket and get your dog and i don't mean like dead to me she she just gone she ain't coming back fam uh and you know i don't mean to sound cold about it but that's that's what happened uh, I'm not going to violate the wishes of her family, I'm sure. Because, again, you know, you can put two and two together. Chick named Vivian used to know who who dies. I'm not going to put a business out there like that. Just know that that's what happened. Um, we'll be right back uh, with the Cretan of the Week. Okay, Jack, this is a We Should Do This Again sometime podcast ad take one. In a world where laughter was king. No in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of podcast. In a land that... No in a land either. In a time... No, I don't think so. In a land before time. Jack, this is a cartoon movie, and we may get to it if you use that. Uh, can you say we should do this again sometime? It's hosted by Kat Chinetti and V. Mark Rob, please. One man. No. When your life is no longer your own. What, what does that mean? When everything you know is wrong. Okay, bro, that's enough. We should do this again sometime with Kat and Mark coming to a podcast app near you. Someone get this guy out the booth, please. No, I like it in here. All right, we are back. Folks, with the Cretan of the Week. No, you Cretans! Okay, a young man by the name of Kyle Cairo got on Twitter this morning. Uh, I'm sorry, with the, uh, the at of at Kyle style. Don't worry, uh, you won't be able to read it because he's already protected his tweets. That's weird. Um, <clears throat> he, uh, former, formerly, uh, played in college. Uh, he was a linebacker in college. Uh, his profile pic has a, um, XFL headband on. Uh, but he, he took to Twitter probably before brushing his teeth this morning and slandered ever so slightly the good name of one Jill Scott. I know, right? Why? Why would you? Uh, but here it is. It says, uh, he literally gets on there and he says, quote, People are attracted to Jill Scott? Yes, you dumb nigga. Yes, we are. 
and then he tweets again. Uh, maybe I'm gonna say four fifty. Oh no, this was yesterday. Yesterday at four p.m. So hopefully he had he had brushed his teeth. Ah, uh, but yeah. So he says, uh, by no means is she ugly, but y'all really sexually aroused by her, huh? Okay. Um, and then you know, I guess after enough replies. He said, uh, so it's an energy thing. Got it. Where it's like, son, if you have to ask, maybe you don't get it. And then he would go on to say, um, that he was, that he did not grow up on Jill Scott and that he was not aware of her or whatever uh however he tried to word it again i cannot go and um i can't well because these are all screenshots that i'm looking at right now because of course people were angered to the point of lighting his ass up and uh so they did and this is just weird bro like why why not just not say that um but he got dragged by twitter and now he has protected his tweets, I guess because everything kind of caught on today. Man, set your ass down. <laughs> anyway, uh, he, he, he deleted the tweet. He retracted his statement. Um, I personally, I don't know. I mean, I think it's weird and it's gross, but whatever. Um, and a lot of people are saying that it's fat phobic. And, you know, they could be right. Um, I mean, I, I, I just don't understand, like, doing that. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, he, he retracted a statement, apologized or whatever, which is great. Um, and I, you know, before he protected his tweets, I had gone through the tweets to find a lot of things that were agreeable. Like, you know, he, he did not seem to be a total jerk, you know, he just had a lapse in judgment and that young dumb shit kicked in and, um, you know, it's just young and dumb. It's weird. Uh, anyway, that gives us, uh, he's a cretin of the week, uh, and people, I don't know, people may be overreacting, but again, when you hop on Twitter and you've got a check mark on your name, it's like having a bullseye on your back, but hey, baby, accountability, you know. Man, set your ass down. <laughs> All right, on to the shred commendation of the week. And I was just watching this yesterday. I'll, let me look at my history here. Uh, there's a little website called YouTube. Uh, yes, uh, if you, you go onto the computer, you log in to youtube.com, they have videos there that you can watch. Yesterday, I watched a, a, a very pleasant little show, um, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm thumbing through my history right now to try and find that for you, um. The show is called Close Enough, and it is from, wow, wait, no, it's not here. 
I was watching it yesterday, and I guess maybe they deleted it. Anyway, the show is called Close Enough. It's by J.G. Quintel, the same guy who brought you a regular show, uh, but it's based in a more human world. Um, so, so far, I haven't seen any six-foot birds or anything like that, but uh, it's more, you know, a regular show is more about that space in life where you're, you've just graduated college or you are around that age of a person who would have just first graduated college straight out of high school and did all the necessary things for that four to five years to earn a degree, you know, that spot there, the not so sweet spot of uh, doing what society told you you need to do in order to get ahead. And then that part, that time, that, that, that place in time where you can't figure out how to get ahead uh, this is what regular show is. This is maybe 10 years after that, 10, 15 years after that, uh, where you, you, you have a child, you, you have your lady, and you're still trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with life. Uh, that is what Close Enough is, and it is hilarious. Uh, I'm not seeing the video, which sucks, but if you have HBO Max, if you've been a responsible enough adult, or you have the login of one who is responsible, or your mom has HBO or something like that, you can use the login there to log into HBO Max and check out this show. It just came out on the 9th of July. Uh, it's a delight, a complete and total delight. Uh, if you like regular show, you will love this. If you're a family person with children, you will definitely like this because it's just real, man. It's just real. So check it out. And uh, it's it's absurd. I can't say enough good things about it. And um, anyway, this episode is in the books. It has been a struggle Season 2, Episode 1 of the Shredhead Podcast. I was about to say it's like a podcast or whatever. I've been over there too. So if you, you're looking for more Shredder, more recent Shredder, uh, go on over to It's Like a Podcast or whatever. Or as we were calling it, It's Like a Role-Playing Game or whatever. I was um, hosting that show as uh, Everyday Rogue and Handsome Bane were playing. Uh, and, and Kit Cacinetti. And, and um, Ken Patton with obvious nonsense. Just a whole bunch of people playing. It's like a pod. Damn it. Playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons. There we go. With uh, Nerd Caliber. A lot going on here at the Hyphen Podcast Group. Whole lot. So, with that said, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to put this episode behind me. And, uh, oh, what's that? Ninja Vanish. But you may call me the Shredder. Slap box with Jesus. Lick shot to Joseph. Slap box with Jesus. Lick shot to Joseph. Slap box with Jesus. Lick shot to Joseph. Slap box with Jesus. Lick shot to Joseph.
This, 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 this is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained? 